Hi, everybody. This is Monica Reinagel, and you're listening to The Nutrition Diva's Quick and Dirty Tips for Eating Well and Feeling Fabulous. Welcome. Nutrition Diva listener Anne writes, I loved your 300th episode about what has changed in your diet since you started doing the Nutrition Diva podcast. You mentioned that you've reduced your consumption of grain-based foods. What I'd love to hear more about is what foods you have increased. You mentioned eating more vegetables, but these don't make up for the calories from grains. And now let me address Anne's great question. As I explained in a recent episode, I haven't cut grains out of my diet entirely, but I have cut back on them because I find that they're easy to overeat and they tend to crowd other more nutritious foods like vegetables off of my plate. But Anne is absolutely right. Vegetables tend to be much lower in calories than grain-based foods. Now, for some of us, that's a good thing. Eating more vegetables and cutting back on grains can help us to fill up on fewer calories, but it would be hard to stay full eating nothing but vegetables. And let's also remember that not everyone needs to cut calories. So if you're eating less bread, pasta, crackers, baked goods, and other grain-based foods, what foods beside vegetables could you eat more of to compensate for those calories? In my own diet, as I've cut back on grains, I've allowed myself a little bit more liberty with foods that are high in fats. I'll snack on nuts rather than pretzels. I now buy full-fat yogurt and milk, but I usually skip the cereal aisle. All those vegetables that I'm eating are often roasted or sautéed in a generous amount of olive oil, and I wouldn't dream of dressing a salad with fat-free vinaigrette. Now, these are liberties that I probably wouldn't be able to afford if I were also eating 6 to 11 servings of grains, as the USDA recommends. Yesterday, for example, I had a fried egg with cheddar cheese folded into a whole wheat tortilla and topped with lots of salsa for breakfast. Then I had a light lunch of carrots and cucumbers with hummus, a big handful of roasted almonds, and some fig newtons. Dinner was some arugula ravioli from Trader Joe's, a big pile of butternut squash cubes roasted in olive oil and tossed with Moroccan spices. And by the way, I have the recipe for that on the Nutrition Diva Facebook page. And then also some kale, which I sauteed with a bit of bacon for flavor. So I did have three servings of grains yesterday, the whole wheat tortilla, the fig newtons, and the pasta, but that's a lot less than the USDA guidelines recommend. In fact, Only about a third of my calories came from carbs yesterday, and a little more than half of my calories came from fat. Is this a problem? I don't think so. The Institute of Medicine still recommends keeping fat to one-third or less of your total calories. This is really a holdover from the days when scientists were convinced that eating too much fat would cause heart disease. A mounting body of evidence suggests that this is not the case. If anything, overconsumption of refined grains may play a bigger role in both obesity and heart disease. Although the big government agencies, which respond notoriously slowly to new facts, they still recommend limiting fat to prevent weight gain and heart disease, many high-level experts are now turning that conventional wisdom on its head by suggesting that we should relax about fat and keep a tighter rein on carbs instead. Of course, it's always possible to take things to extremes. My friend Jimmy Moore of the popular Live in La Vida Low Carb podcast recently wrote a book called Keto Clarity, in which he extols the virtues of a diet that gets 80% or more of calories from fat. 
And that, by the way, is the exact opposite of the 80-10-10 diet that I reviewed just a couple of episodes ago, which gets 80% of its calories from fruit and only 10% of calories from fat. I'm really wary of such extreme approaches. Although it is somewhat lower in carbs and higher in fat than the standard and, might I say, outdated recommendations, my diet is neither very low in carbs nor very high in fat. The way I see it, fats, proteins, and carbohydrates, and the foods that provide them to us all have something to contribute to our health and function. Diets that eliminate or severely restrict entire food groups or classes of nutrients are much more likely to be insufficient in one nutrient or another. I know it's boring, but I'm still a fan of balance and moderation. And of course, vegetables. Now, I also know that there is no one dietary prescription that works for everyone. This is what I have found works for me, but I'd be interested to know what has and hasn't worked for you. Have you cut out or cut back on grains? Are you eating more fat or less fat, more protein perhaps? What seems to be best for managing your weight, your appetite, energy, or other issues you may be dealing with? You can post your comments or questions on our website at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com, where you'll also find a transcript for today's show and links to a bunch of related tips and episodes, as well as scientific references. I also want to thank Squarespace again for sponsoring today's show. I mean, these days, every business needs a website, but you don't have to spend tons of money to have someone design or host it for you. Have a great week, and be sure to eat something good for me.